it is to be in your presence tonight and be with believers Lord of like precious faith and we've brought our licks of fire together tonight now Lord and we ask Father that you would come one more time Lord may you speak to our hearts Father and speak the lives Lord may you just so take control of my body and my voice tonight Lord and my thoughts Lord for we don't know there may not be another November for the bride of Christ. We may have all taken that flight, Lord, by next year at this time. And Lord, if that would be so, Lord, we would be happy, Lord, to be in your presence forevermore. Lord, you just help us now, God. Get ourselves out of the way. May you bless your people tonight, Lord. May you encourage them. May you give them strength, we pray. Bless the brother Ron and sister Connie, Lord, in the ministry here and the songs and the, everything that's been said and done tonight, Lord, has been for your glory. Not for man to take honor, Lord, but it's been all about you. And Father, we welcome you into this place now. May you have the preeminence and this sermon we pray. For it's in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. You love the Lord Jesus this evening. Amen. Good to see you, Sister Mary. I was told you were here. And me and Sister Mary has known each other ever since we were little kids. So uh, we grew up at the same place in the same church. And, and so we, we have a lot, of, a lot of memories and a lot of things in common as far as that goes. And we're certainly, you tell Brother Chris I said hello if you would, please. If you have your Bibles tonight, <clears throat> I'd like to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17. While you're turning, I'd like to kind of stay along the same direction from last night, maybe. And we know that in this bride's revival, <clears throat> we're going to have to fight for it. It's not just given to you on a silver platter, so to speak, but you've got to fight. You've got something to do. Because we're in the greatest battle that's ever been fought is right now. There is even two forces tonight working in this building and in your mind. And this is your time to decide who's going to win the battle. Amen. There's going to be a showdown. There's going to be those who's going to oppose the bride's revival. There's going to be some that don't understand it. They were maybe born back years ago. Maybe they've not caught up with the revelation of the hour or whatever it may be. But there's going to be some who's going to try to stop it. But what God has started, no man can put it out. <clears throat> Amen. You please bear with me tonight as you about caused me to lose my voice last night. And I thank you for that because it was such a privilege to preach to you. And we'll blame it on the weather. How's that? 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 44. <clears throat> and the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. <clears throat> then David said to the Philistine, David's going to speak. Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. 
But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. And this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand. And I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcass, carcasses of the air of the host of the Philistine this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly, this is you, shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give it unto your hands. May the Lord add his blessing to sheep, then you can be seated. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is a great showdown that's happening. We can look at it as, well, it was just a Bible story of David and Goliath, but it's more than just a Bible story. This is something that is happening in our time right now. There is a showdown. There is a battle for what is right and what is wrong. There is a battle for this bride's revival that we have been in. And David said, this battle is the Lord's battle. It wasn't David's battle, even though David could say, this day I will smite thee and the Lord will deliver thee into my hand. Now we can learn a lot from this passage of scripture if we would study it because we would learn that Satan is always a boaster. He's always throwing out boasts and He's always telling you how good he is and how strong he is. And he's always telling you how weak you are, how unworthy you are, how worthless you are. But let me just tell you something. When the enemy comes and begins to tell you how worthless you are and how useless you are, you need to tell the devil, I must be a threat to you, otherwise you wouldn't be telling me these things. And rest assured, if the devil's got his mouth moving, he's lying to you. There will be a lie come from somewhere when he speaks to you. I might as well get rid of this. I ain't been able to preach with one of those on, but maybe once or twice in my life. Tonight ain't going to be the night. He wants to be better than the Lord's side. He wants to always put you down. He wants to always beat you down. But that's when you must have confidence in who you are. You have been preached to, I've been told for weeks now from Brother Andrew. I had no idea what Brother Andrew had been preaching on eagles and, and upon your anointing and how you were placed and things. But God has a way of orchestrating things. And God is able to orchestrate things so that you would be able to have confidence in who you are to be prepared for the battle that lays ahead of you. So Satan wants to be a boaster. He wants to have a better kingdom than that of Michael. And and we know that he was cast down out of heaven. He took a lot of the angels with him and he started building his own kingdom. Well, we could preach on that for a while. Kingdom builders such as Absalom. That's a whole nother message. I'll try to stay over there. But Goliath, now he exhibited the very 
characteristics of his master. David exhibited the very characteristics of his master. You will exhibit the very characteristics of your master. Whoever you serve is who you will exhibit the characteristics of. If you serve the Lord, listen, you can't serve both God and mammon. You have to choose you this day whom you're going to serve. You either serve God or the devil. Because there's two forces done come together tonight. But listen, how do you know two forces come together? Because you came here, I came here, God come here, and the devil come here. And the devil is one of the most faithful members of Gospel Life Tabernacle. I'll just tell you, I'll include my church. He's the most faithful member at the Christian Tabernacle too. He's there every time the doors are open. You can rest assured he's going to be there. And he's here right now. And right now he's warring in some of our minds. He's, we've got battles going on. We're thinking about what we're going to do tomorrow. We're thinking about what we went through last week. And God's trying to get us tonight to rise above what we have been living in in Laodicea. He's trying to get our attention on the heavenlies. That's why he sent you a bride revival. That's why the prophet of God told us in the last day that a revival would come, but it would be after the opening of the word. And he said it'll be a quick, short work. I believe that's what's happening. Now we don't understand necessarily what the quick short work could be or how, how long it'll be because in the mind of God and God's time things are a lot different than our time but we do realize that we're in a battle right now <clears throat> what actually <clears throat> inspired this thought is when I watched Sister Elena's testimony I watched part of it and she read the quote out of the greatest battle ever fought and she, said, and she read this quote Satan's following you along. That great, big, kingly, priestly Goliath trying to scare the liver out of you. He's right, but God. See, the devil can put forth his boast, brother Alvin, but God said, God said there's gonna be a mighty army. God said you're gonna be an invincible army. God said you're going to overcome. God said these things. And if God said it, God will back it up. If you'd allow me, just kind of lay just a little bit of a foundation here about Goliath. We want to size up our enemy. Let's look just for a moment at how big Goliath actually was. From the measurements in the scripture, he would have been conservatively nine foot, three inches tall. That's conservatively. The average male in America is five foot ten. Hey, taller than you, buddy. You're a midget compared to Goliath, and you're a tall boy. Huh? Now, the size of his armor says was. It cost, it coat weighed 5,000 shekels of bronze. He carried a spear or a javelin that, <clears throat> that was as thick as a weaver's beam, which would have been about two or two and a half inches in diameter. 
The kind of spear he had was made of iron and weighed 600 shekels. Now, it's safe to say that Goliath, his protective coating in U.S. pounds, was somewhere between 78 pounds and 156 pounds. They have a couple different estimates of what it actually weighed. you imagine putting on a coat of 76 pounds? You've got to be a man just carry it. Now, David's wanting to go up against this man. And David was but a ruddy little feather. He wasn't very big at all, but little as much when God is in it. The length of his spear was said to have been 26 feet. Two and a half inches around, 26 feet long. The head alone weighed 17 pounds. Now, he appeared to be an invincible army. He appeared to be greater than God's, God's man. He appeared to be greater than God's people. Because God's people were scared of him. But when David went in before Saul, Saul said, David, here's what you've got to do. You've got to put my armor on. Then if i got to put your armor on, why ain't you the one out there? If your armor can protect me, you go fight him. We don't know actually if David said that, but it probably went through his mind anyhow. It would have went through mine. Why don't you go do it? Well, puts it on him, weights him down. He says, you know what? There's one thing about your armor. It's not been proven. Your armor's not been proven. But let me just give you just a little bit of background. Old King Saul lived forever. Let me give you what happened. One time a bear came out. And another time a lion come out. And I feel fortified behind what I have. It might not look like much, but I have confidence in it. Listen, oh, Brother Jason, all we have is the Bible. Let me tell you, it's not just the Bible. It is the infallible word of God. It'll, it'll whip every devil that there's ever been. Every demon power has to bow to the name of Jesus. And you're fortified this evening with the gospel and behind the word of truth, helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the sword waving in your hand. Huh, Satan, I'm coming to meet you. Nothing else has been proven but the word. You notice Brother Branham when he goes to battle and he's He's in meetings. It was always the word that he had to lean on. You can't lean upon a man. You can't lean upon a gift. You have to lean upon the word. The word will never let you down. Brother Brown said, you're not feeding on the words of a man. A man's words will fail you, but God's words cannot fail us. meet me in the name of science and culture and everything else. But David said, I meet you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. I'm coming after you. Huh? Everything has to give way to the name of Jesus. Brother Abraham said, death can't stay in and can't even stay there. He said, Satan's army brings in diseases and God's army is commissioned to cast them out. 
Every time Satan throws anything on you, God's army is to cast him out. What do we got to fear? Cast him out. That's the very technique God used on him. Satan's army uses destruction. Discord. One-sided situations. And he's there to destroy your confidence. He's there to destroy your mind. He's there to destroy everything in his. But let me just ask you, when the devil got into heaven and reasoning come in up here and all the things that happened, what happened to him? God cast him out. What's he expect us to do when he comes into our mind? When he comes in and begins bringing reason and doubt and discord and unbelief, you are commissioned by God to cast that thing away from you. You don't have to live with that thing. Listen, you don't have to live defeated. You don't have to live oppressed and depressed. You don't have to live with anxiety. Cast down all reason. Cast down the sin. Brother Bram says this. He says, you're above it, resurrected in Christ Jesus, sitting in heavenly places, and every devil is under your foot. And he goes, and if he starts to stick his head back up. And then it went, what? Dot, dot, dot. I guess they didn't get it rest on the tape. So I'm going to put something there, okay? Is that all right? Stomp his head back down. Oh, don't let him get it up. Stomp it back down. You have been commissioned to put every demon power under your feet. You have that authority. You have that power laying within you. Nothing is greater than you are because the word is on the inside of you. You're dead and your life is hidden Christ through God. You're dead to your senses. You're dead to your conscience. You have to be dead to your own human will. Dead to reasoning. Dead to everything. And then you're buried with him. Wherever he is, there you are also. So when a doubter comes into your mind, do not entertain him. <clears throat> I had a, somebody asked me the other day, listen, I had some bad thoughts come through my mind. I thought surely with the Holy Ghost those thoughts wouldn't come through my mind. I said the Holy Ghost don't keep the thoughts from coming through your mind. But the Holy Ghost on the inside of you will keep the thoughts from setting up a nest in your mind. You don't have to let him put roost there. You can't rebuke him. For the Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee. What do you got to resist him with? The word. Resist him with the word. Get behind me, devil. You're defeated. You're a liar. Keep resisting him, buddy. He'll leave you. He has to. That's God's word. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall. Who, who is it? His soldiers. You're his soldiers. Listen, these are God's generals. But you are just as important as they are. 
Because what good would they be without you? And where would you be without them? How could you hear? Unless he sent a preacher. And how could he be reached? Unless he be sent. And how could he be sent unless he be called a God? Listen, God has sent you a God-called ministry. In my name they shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents. I read this scripture last night, but I'm just quoting it now. It wouldn't harm them. If they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Brother Bam says, he goes, then when the enemy comes in like a flood, as he is today, what did God say to do about him? He said the Spirit of God would raise up a standard against it. Brother Jason, that standard's the Bible. I'll go with that. That's that's the standard too. But Brother Bram stops and he asks a question. And he says, are you one of them? Are you a standard? You ought to be able to stand up for another believer. You ought to be able to stand up for each other. Listen, you are kings and priests under God. And a priest is an intercessor. So you ought to be able to go to battle for one another. When a brother's down in battle, pick him up. We're taught in James 4, 7, as I just quote, resist the devil and he'll flee. You got to hold him off by the word. You can't hold him off by your intellectual thinking. Well, if I could just think hard enough and I could stand on the word. When all hell's against you, Stand on the word. But Jason, but I just love the presence of God. Hey, I love the presence of God too. I'm just going to ask you, have you ever been in a drought though? You ever been in a spiritual drought? You prayed and prayed and prayed. Seems like they're bouncing off the ceiling. Lord, why ain't my prayers getting, they are. But God's trying you. See, he ain't left you during those times. During those times where you think there's only one set of footprints and that's all you can see, that wasn't your footprints. That was God carrying you. God was picking you up and taking you through those trials and taking you through those times. Hallelujah. He's the chief captain. He's told us how to handle the word. He's told us how to line up with his word. Sometimes we see a child get attacked and we think, my goodness, how brave that devil is. Well, he attacked Jesus Christ. And he come to him with three attacks. Then just come once. When Satan attacks you, he don't just attack you once. He'll come again and again. And if he gets a chance, he'll just keep coming. Brother Ram said he'll attack you with a disease. And then he'll be there And he'll come right back and say, but the days of miracles are past. Yep. And if God cared about you, you wouldn't be in this condition. Well, you know, sometimes God allows things to happen to us just so he can get a testimony. Because how would you know he was a healer if he never let you get sick? 
Brother Randy, you wouldn't know how to experience the healing power of God from cancer if he had not allowed you to get cancer. Now you can testify to somebody else. Brother Harold, he never would have let you have cancer and not be able to still yet heal you of heart disease. He's that same Lord Jesus. Listen, if God sees fit the healing, God can do the healing. He comes at Jesus three times. Just, just be ready for him. Huh? And then on the third attack, he comes with unbelief in God's word. Brother Ram called it a wild attack he made on him. And Jesus was the word, but Satan didn't believe it. For when he come to him, he goes, if thou be the son of God. <clears throat> he had a doubt there that he was the son of God. But when he come in there, he said, if thou be the son of God, let me see a miracle happen. Let me just say something. I can't produce miracles. Brother Drew can't produce miracles. Brother Branham couldn't produce miracles. Jesus Christ, even in his own humanity, could not perform a miracle until he first saw the Father do it. Man cannot make these things happen. It has to be the power of a living Lord Jesus. <clears throat> and if Jesus was the word and he attacked the word, Brother Bram said Satan flew in there like a pair of stormtrooper. Flew in there on Jesus, like he said, like that. And Jesus took the word and sliced him to pieces with it. And he'd say, it's written, and Jesus said, but it's also written. Because Jesus knew where to take him in the word that would counteract Satan's attack. And he defeated him with the word. You're never going to defeat the devil with a reforming program. Christian comedian, supposed to be Christian anyhow. John Christ. How many of you follow him? Please don't raise your hand. I hope you don't raise it after what he admitted to last week. Hmm? Supposed to be a Christian. But here he is, he comes out and he's, he's forced relationships. He's cheated with married women. <clears throat> he has completely destroyed the confidence that anybody had in him. Oh yeah, he's publicly come out and confessed it. But look at the damage that's already been done. And now in the day of social media, he's toasted. And he's trying to get therapy and, well, that's fine. But therapy won't fix his problem. I was thinking last night, if I could only talk to the man. Not that I could personally help him, but I could take him to one that could help him. I could... Listen, I'm not degrading a man for falling and failing. And you can't expect no more out of somebody that don't have the Holy Ghost. But we have the Holy Ghost today. If I could point him to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that would change his very desire. He'd be able to fight the devil then. If he could taste this bride's revival, I think at the time, Brother Ram said, if I could have just got to Merlin Monroe. 
But if Satan can get us to disbelieve our weapon today, Satan can get you to disbelieve your weapon. He's already got you defeated. And listen, but greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. So you have to rise up above it. And listen, sometimes we're going to battle complexes in our life. That's part of this big old kingly, priestly coward. And the devil will put complexes. Brother Branham suffered with a complex. He even admitted to it, and he called out Brother Way, and he said, Brother Way had a complex, and he resented, watch this now, he resented what Brother Branham said because he thought Brother Branham was just being mean to him and arrogant, and Brother Branham was only trying to help him, and he dropped dead. And then he went back there and raised him from the dead and asked God to have mercy, and God raised the man back up again. See, he's a merciful God. So when we make mistakes and when we do falter and fail, let's run to Father. Lord, I made a mistake, God. I need your mercy. Listen, God didn't call you here just to live defeated lives. God called you here to be overcomers. Because he said, blessed is he who overcomes. Somebody's going to overcome. I was listening to the, I was reading The Marriage of the Lamb on the airplane coming over here. And Brother Bram said, somebody's going to have to overcome and don't expect God to push you through a pipe and pull you out on the other side because that ain't overcoming. <laughs> Brother listen, I just want God to set me free and deliver me. Brother Bram said, you have something to do. <clears throat> you quit it. Kind of like the little Indy, you know, he walks up there and he puts his peace pipe on the offer, on the table. He didn't feel right. Because God didn't need his peace pipe. You know, if people take cigarettes and put them on the platform, think, God don't need your cigarettes. God don't smoke. God needs you. And until you're ready to put you on the altar, then there, what's the use of it? And here's the little Indian. He finally just laid himself up there. Lord, here I am. Take me. That's what God's looking for tonight. There's some people who will let put their self on the altar of God. Lord, use me. Lord, speak through me. Lord, give me victory. And let the mind that was in Christ be also in me. Stay with the word. He said, stay with the word. And he defeated the enemy every time. <clears throat> Listen now, Brother Bram says, and when the enemy attacks, tries to say to you, you got to do this, that, and what are you going to do? Stay with the word. Amen. That's right. What are you going to do then? Take the word. What is the word? The Bible said, we just read it, for the Spirit of God is the word. So you look here and take the helmet of salvation and the sword, the sword of the Spirit. What's the Spirit that comes through your mind, comes in through your mind, enters into you, and the sword of the Spirit is the word. And what does that Spirit fight with? What does the Holy Spirit fight with? He said, sensations, feeling." The word, the word. He said, oh, glory, Whew. glory. It fights, there's what I like how he said 
It fights with the healing word. He fights with the healing word. He sent his word and he healed the people. Glory to God. How am I ever going to overcome? It's going to take the healing word for you to be able to overcome by. God come in and heal your scars. God come in and deliver you a complexes. God come in and change your life. Oh, Brother Jason, you just don't understand all the problems I got. I bet your pastor does. I don't because I don't really... I know a lot of your names and some of you personally, but I don't know. I don't live here. And they don't tell me what to preach and they don't tell me what your problems are, so I have no idea. I like it that way. You know, I had a man. Maybe he'll watch this and he'll get rebuked for it. So <clears throat> He asked me one time, he said, anything special you want me to preach on? Anybody you need me to hit? He ain't no more anointed than that. <clears throat> I probably should have preached that Wednesday night. <clears throat> Listen, church. We have to get past our faults and our failures. We have to get past those. This ain't playing games. We need a God who's real. We need a God who deserves our faults and our hearts. I'm going to tell you what. The devil will make you a picture. He'll make you, he'll make you an offer. He'll want to make you an offer. I've had plenty of offers from the devil. And they look pretty good. And then I had to step back and go. But is that what he wants me to do? I want to be in his perfect will. I want to know that I know that I know that I'm doing what God wants me to do. I don't want to do what Jason wants to do. We have to get past those things. We have to take the word of God with a strong hand of faith, the two-edged sword, and stand there and fight your enemy. He said, you take the sword. <clears throat> Let the spirit come in your heart. Open up your mind. Say, thy word is truth. And he says, and you do this, sister, some sister on the front. You do this, sister. <clears throat> Thy word is truth. Lord, I ain't going to pay any attention to how I feel or what anybody else says. I ain't going to pay no attention to it. But the doctor said, but the doctor said, <clears throat> but God said, by his stripes, you're already healed. Listen, he done paid the price for everything at Calvary. Don't let the devil take you back and give you something back again that God has delivered you over. Because I'm here, I can tell you, once he takes it from you and you let it come back, it's a whole lot harder to get rid of. That's exactly right. And he says, oh Lord, you come down, you've made me a free moral agent. You are my son. And he said, all right, I open up my heart and mind. Come in, Lord Jesus, and grab the faith, the sword of the Spirit. Thus saith the Lord, and scream, hallelujah, amen. I don't feel like it. I'm just telling you what he said. You scream, hallelujah, amen. Then 
cut down every enemy that's in front of you. Cut every enemy. That old spooky feeling spirit made you feel, cut that thing away with the word. Our strength is the joy of the Lord is my strength. Get away from me. I'm whacking and cutting with the word. And he said, and if he don't leave the first time, keep whacking. Take the word. And she said, you keep chipping, keep chopping till you cut his head off. How many devil defeaters do we have in here? How many serpent bruisers? So you know who you are then. So you already know then when the devil comes against you. Well, the devil said this. Bless God, the preacher didn't shake my hand. Brother Ron, don't never have no time for me. You're not acting like an eagle. Huh? Because an eagle's going to fly above it. Well, if Brother Ron would just take an hour out of every day and talk to me on the phone, I could overcome. You got the answer already. Ain't happening. He wasn't called to be a babysitter. Called to be a servant of God. Called to be a devil defeater. Called to be a serpent bruiser. And if he's got to constantly babysit, how can he do what God called him to do? I sure hope that ain't been happening here. But let me tell you, when God calls a man, he equips a man, he ordains a man. Are we royal seeds of Abraham or are we just Ishmael seeds? Listen, church, we've been in the message now, some of us, for 50 or 60 years. We ought to be grown up. We ought to be mature eagles by now. We ought to be able to soar in the heavenlies by now. We ought not be stuck down here still yet going, well, you know, I just don't really know if Brother Branham was a prophet. Or... If you're only to that base, you're missing a whole lot of life. You're missing all the message. Because the message wasn't just God sent a prophet. We thank God for sending Malachi forward. We thank God for that. But the prophet had a message. And his intention was for you, eaglets, to get the message. You're anointed. You're called for this very day and hour. Listen to Brother Brown's prayer. He says, Lord, we know we're at the end time and the people need strength. Satan's charging at them. And I'm putting the word of God in their hands right now. In their hearts. We defeat Satan with this word. Come out of these people. In the name of Jesus Christ. Brother Jason, I wasn't in that service. I was. I was there. You're not old enough to be there. Brother Bram wasn't old enough to be with George Washington when he crossed the Delaware either. But he was there. Huh? I was there in his mind. I remember Brother Bram, he talks about he went beyond the curtain of time and he seen all the millions of believers there and he come back to the tabernacle and he said, I seen every one of you over there. He saw me. I know people that were sitting in that service going, oh, hallelujah, I'm going to make it now. I can't miss it. Brother Bram saw me there. 
Well, just because you're 80 years old and you were sitting in the meeting don't mean that because I'm 42, I couldn't be there too. Huh? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not a respected person. If he loved one, he'll love the other. If you meet God on the same ground. Listen, church, you've got to know how to fight this devil. He wants to tell you you're worthless. He wants to tell you you're not good enough. Well, devil... I just know who I am now. I am the predestinated church in the last days. <clears throat> I know that the seed has been planted on the inside of me. I know that I'm in a Holy Spirit filled church. And I know I'm a seed sowed by the Word of God. And Brother Ram says, Be careful, Satan. Be careful. Why is he telling me to be careful? Because you recognized who you were. You caught the revelation. This isn't just Malachi 4. Malachi 4 had, had Luke, had Luke's, uh, not Luke, but Revelations 10, verses 8 through 11 that he was preaching to. There had to be some Johns come. Brother Bram said, John is the bride's type. You had to come in this day. You had to take the book. You had to eat the book. You had to become the book. This word has to be your life. This is your revival. Hallelujah. We're devil defeater, serpent bruisers. devil don't have nothing over a child of God. He don't have the upper hand. Even though he has studied us for 6,000 years, you would think by now he'd know how to handle us. Somebody that's filled with the Spirit of God. Now, Brother Bram said he's had 6,000 years to study man. And he knows our weaknesses and he knows our failures. But for some reason, he keeps missing the power in the blood. He keeps missing, missing that the Holy Ghost is greater than what he is. He keeps missing these things. Therefore, he keeps attacking you. And if you let him attack you, he'll keep attacking you. But somebody has to stand up like David and say, enough is enough. Today I come in the name of the Lord. Today I'll cut your head off. Be careful, Satan. You've actually just now got something to really praise God about. You thought you had something to praise him about when you come to Pentecost or Baptist or whatever you might have been. You felt a sensation. God changed your life. You were happy. Is that right? But now you really got something to praise God about. It's much deeper than that now. It's much deeper than just emotions. You know, we love emotions. Brother Bram said something without emotions is dead and it ought to be buried. But the thing is, it goes much deeper than that now because now you have been anointed in this hour to be a giant slayer. You've been anointed in this hour to pull your sword and to cut down every Goliath of depression, every Goliath of anxiety, every Goliath that would come in your way. You have been given a charge and David said, the battle is the Lord's. And David didn't stop right there. 
And he said, and the Lord has given it into our hands. So you've been equipped to defeat the devil. You know, you, as I said, you got something to actually praise God for now. I'm just going to tell you. When I grew up, most of my life, you could ask Sister Mary Jane this. They wasn't a whole lot. They wasn't none of this. That was taboo. She's back there laughing. She knows it's true. She's praying you don't put the camera on her. Huh? We were told, what I need don't need your props. Brother Bam said, I can't preach without them. Brother Bam, I, I, I was getting something out of the service till that woman started screaming. And then I couldn't get nothing out of your preaching. It just shit cold shivers all down my spine. He said, honey, I can't preach without that happening. I can't preach without them saying amen to the word. Listen, church, you have something to praise him about because you've been given the full revelation now. Glory to God. I had a preacher tell me one time, he said, Brother Brandon, I've never moved more than three foot away from this desk. I'm like, well, duh. He didn't have these. Huh? He was making recordings. He couldn't get away from it. Except that that preacher didn't happen to be in Birmingham, Alabama. When Brother Brandon preached spiritual amnesia and my uncle happened to be there. And he said for the whole service, Brother Branham paced the platform, which was about 50 foot wide, dragging this corded mic with him, preaching spiritual amnesia. And it doesn't really matter if Brother Branham did that or not, ever moved through three feet away or not. It doesn't matter. Every gift is different. We're not the pattern or life or gift, brother, after the prophet of God. There was one of those to an age. We understand those things. People said, well, we don't need all this clapping. They didn't clap in Brother Bram's meetings. Well, you didn't listen to enough tapes yet. Because I hear them, well, I'm pretty sure he probably wasn't at the Baptist church when, he, when they clapped, but he was probably over at the Pentecostal side, over at the assemblies, or over at the church of God or something. And when Brother Bram would get preaching, he'd say something, boy, they just go to clapping like crazy. And I go, mm-hmm. Yeah. What you going to do with this tape? But let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's just say they didn't clap, they didn't shout, and they didn't get happy. Let's look at the setting Brother Branham was preaching in. He was not preaching to believers like we have the opportunity to. He's preaching to a group of people and there may be five out of a thousand that believe just what he's preaching. And some of them may not really believe. Some of them might have just been along for the loaves and the fishes. So let's say you was right on that part that they didn't clap or nothing in the church. But now then, let me tell you, when the word is being preached to believers today, they have the freedom. Wherein Christ has made me free, there is liberty. 
I have the freedom to praise God like I want to praise God. Don't tell me I can't worship God. I have a full seven-course menu for the seals I've been revealed. I got something to praise him about. Hallelujah. Brother Branham was preaching to Nazarenes and Baptists and Pilgrim Holiness. They didn't understand what he was preaching about. But I do. I do. So now the majority of the people we listen to and preach to today, the majority of them are professed to be believers. <clears throat> well, let's just go back and give those unbelievers just one tape. The third seal. Brother Ben's preaching the third seal. <clears throat> and he gets down there where touch not the oil and the wine. And he says, well, the oil is a type of the Holy Spirit and the wine's a type of stimulation. And all of a sudden you hear the crowd begin to erupt and Brother Ben said, that's what I'm talking about right there. They got stimulated on the wine and the oil of the Holy Ghost. That's what we get stimulated on. It ain't because the music's beating. Because there ain't no music right now. You don't have to have, see, that's what they all you work things up. All right. You go to a ball game, what do they do? Well, it depends on what kind you go to. You go to a football game, they got cheerleaders trying to get you in the spirit. You go to a baseball game, they run out there and they start shooting things up in the crowd and they're making people jump up. Or they'll play, da 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 Charge! 40,000 crazy people! Yeah! Is that the truth? You go to a basketball, football game, somebody throws a touchdown. Oh, man, you'd almost speak in another language. You get so excited. Brother Matthew told me, he said, there were some there last night at that game because he had to work. He said, it was so cold, but some of them didn't know if it was cold or hot because <clears throat> they didn't have shirts on. They didn't have pants on. They's intoxicated. They's intoxicated on a natural wine, a natural alcohol. Brother Bram said, you get a man full of the Holy Ghost, he'll be intoxicated every day of his life. Why? He's got something to fight with now. You've been given a charge. You've been given the Holy Ghost. Pull your sword. Pull it. Let me tell you something, devil. I ain't bending. We ain't bending. We ain't bowing. <clears throat> Where's he at? Where's that devil at? Bring him here. Let me let him come to me and meet me face to face. Oh no, he's a coward. He'll hide behind a garment. Hides behind that great big thick 76 pound coat. 
Highs behind. Fix me up, done got too wild. <clears throat> At least I kept my shirt on. Huh? And you're thankful. You get to a ball game. Woo! You know what? Though? This is the greatest time that you'll ever have while you're here on earth. It's not watching them throw their God down a field with a football. But when I see somebody take the old leather back book and begin to open the Bible up and find the word of God of what he said about me. He said it about me. Glory to God. I told my church at home, so don't tell me how to worship. Paul said, I worship my God in a way that's called heresy. Brother Jason, you just get too wild. Thank you. That's a compliment. Will you pace across the platform? My grandpa did that. It's hereditary. Come from good genes, though. He was a he was a Christian. He was saved. You know what I mean? He wasn't some he wasn't somebody that tried to lift something that he wasn't. I never got the opportunity to meet him, just hear the stories of my dad and him talk about him. But he was a real man of God. Just like you are. Just like your pastor is. Just like your assistant pastor is. You got more amen than you did. <clears throat> but you know what? That would make Brother Ron happy. Because you love his son. How much more ought it make God happy when we have loved one for the other? When we're able to look above the faults and failures of another. And somebody rise up. Listen, I've had people get up much years ago. They get up in church, run in the aisle, and someone goes, but do you know how they live? Did you see if they talked to Jesus or not? You wasn't in their room. You wasn't in their life. I don't care what a person has been. Church is a place for healing. Church is a place for surgery. Church is a place for transformations to take place. And if you don't create an atmosphere, how's that ego ever going to give birth? Brother Jason, I, I just think we ought to have things a little more quiet. Go ahead, I preached about you last night. Intellectual theologians who only want to teach and never have a power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. My Bible said there's all five of the gifts are to be in the body of Christ. So if there's some that's teachers, God bless them. We have to have teachers. Brother Ron said they positionally place you into the body. But you also got to have a gospel preacher that can preach the power of God so strong till it will deliver people while they're sitting in their pews. Listen, and if you ain't got a... 
if you ain't got that kind of ministry coming through or here, something's wrong with the church. I preached just a couple of weeks ago and I said, you know what, the five ministering gifts along with the nine spiritual gifts are put in the church to keep the church clean. People get scared of them because they might get exposed. Well, be like David. Be a man after God's own heart. When your sin's revealed, repent. It's pretty simple. Repent. Repent and come back to God. There is a merciful God. Listen to me, church. Tonight, we, we have something to praise Him for now. We have something to rejoice in. Because David said, the battle is given to you. And now he's, he's climbing down now. He's, he's getting down to the rubber Misha road. Now he's facing the Goliath. Goliath says, come on up here, little boy. You want some of this boy? Come on up here. David looks at him and goes, you know what? I ain't afraid of you. I got faith. I got grace. And I got Jesus Christ with me. I ain't afraid. And he picks up five smooth stones. Brother Timothy just was recently a year or two ago in, at that brook and he picked up some smooth stones and he gave me one of them and it was as smooth as it could be but it was in the shape of a triangle. I thought, that's pretty good. Three sharp points, whatever it might have been. But he let loose of that stone. It wasn't David. Strength that placed the rock there. It was the God whom he had faith in. And it ain't, it ain't all your power. It's the God in whom you have faith in tonight that'll give you every desire of your heart, that'll rapture you out of here someday. It's in whom you have believed in. Listen, you believe in God? Believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place. I'm going to parachute here in a minute, so be ready. God says, I'm coming to give you victory in this hour. You have been called to be victorious. You have not been called to be defeated. God called us in this hour to be mighty Gentile warriors. He didn't call us to be quitters. If he started the race, he's going to finish the race. You finishing? Come on, I'm not talking about my preaching. You're finishing the race? Who else is finishing the race? Who else is going to finish this race? Huh? I thought she's going to finish. Who's going to finish this race? We are. Why are we going to do it? We're the children of God. We can't help but finish the race. God called us into this race. Hallelujah. I have to finish. I've been born by the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God started this race. Gotta finish this race. Don't let no devil keep you down. There's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. What God has given you, take it and run with it.
to go all the way and when God starts a work he finishes a work we're the people of an open book we're not giving up a winner never quits and a quitter never wins as a man saith in his heart so is he what are you saying tonight in your heart? What are you saying in your heart tonight? Are you a winner, church? Are you going all the way? We're going all the way through. I got loved ones on that side. And I'm not giving up. I'm not backing up. The prophet told me when I see him walking up my driveway, let him on in. Don't you be afraid. Let them on in. Open the door. Open the door. Church of the living God. Do you know where you are? Do you know where you stand? The battle's not mine. I give it to you. You just finished the lap. The devil is defeated. I don't understand all these things, but I, I told my wife on Friday morning, I said, honey, I, I dreamed of myself and I was preaching. I was preaching on slaying Goliath that this was prepping him for his greatest battles that were to come. That morning I wake up and I turn over to the prophet's message and the very first message I turn to is the message preparation. What is God preparing us for? He is preparing us for the greatest battles that we've ever went through. And the rapture's at hand and the devil is going to do everything within his power to stop us from going. But I got bad news for the devil. We have been prepared for the battle. We have taken off Goliath's head and we're going to walk right out of this valley, lift our hands and praise the Lord. The rapture is mine. The body change is mine. Heaven is mine. The Holy Ghost is mine. Deliverance is mine. I'm finishing this race. I'm running the last mile home. You may not feel like running, but I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to carry you if you don't want to go. What is it? We're a standard. We're going to lift you up. We're going to take off. 
I'm not gonna let sickness hold me back. I'm not gonna let diseases hold me back. I'm not gonna let stress hold me back. I am too blessed to be stressed. Oh, hallelujah. The battle's not mine, but I give it to you, Lord. Oh, give him praise tonight. Give him praise. The eagle has stirred the nest. There ain't no rotten eggs here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Titus, it's been requested. I need you to sing for me tonight.
Oh!
here tonight. The same yesterday, today, and forever. A God that doesn't change. He's given us something to praise Him about. He's given us something to dance about. He's given us something to shout about. If the Baptists can shout, if the Pentecostals can shout, what about the bride of Jesus Christ?
in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. If I die, I'm going to die in the army of the Lord. If I die, I want to die in the army said about you, thank you. You left homes, you left jobs, you left wives, you left children, you left moms and dads, some to never see them again. Some went, would not come home. They went commissioned that you and I could preach this gospel and come and worship the Lord. any devil try to stop us how dare any devil try to stop us hallelujah I'd like to thank all the veterans of God's army I'd like to thank every veteran of God's army some of you got some white hair now it used to be red but now she's white and you're the cause. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Any 
good to us. I love you with all my heart. Brother Jason, this might be preemptive, but I want to just say, next year, book your ticket. for you as a church to have friends like Brother Jason. You know, when I hear my boys talking to Brother Jason and they're conversing backwards and forwards and we ain't talking about you. We talking about him. That's what that's 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 what we that's what we like. Preachers get together, you know what they do? They preach. They try on new quotes with each other. And scriptures that they've just been, are you with me? And once in a while we hunt. I don't fish much, but we hunt. I'm a fisher of men. Because when I fish in the natural, I get my lines tangled up. <laughs> Trees, rods, I get them tangled up in my hair. But God made us fisher of men. Amen. So tomorrow we would like for you to remember our veterans and we thank you for your service, and I'd like to thank you, thank you, for being in the house of the Lord with us. Some new faces here with us, and we'd like to thank you for being here. We love you with all of our hearts. No, I don't know, Brother Jason, you ain't, we ain't told you nothing, but no, you know, I'm not going to talk to you an hour every day on the phone. I'm not, gonna, I'm not that guy. I'm not going to hold your hand. I ain't that guy. But I'll be with you. I'll preach to you. I'll encourage you. I'll strengthen you. I'll fight the battle with you. I'll get on my knees for you. I don't know if you was watching last night, but when I saw Brother Johnny get in the water, I got in it with him. Brother Jason had to move on, but I'm going to be with him for the lifetime, and I want to make sure he gets the goods. Hallelujah. I want to borrow something from Coca-Cola right now. I want the real thing. I don't want some cheap imitation. I want the real thing. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, shake their hands. Good to be in the house of the Lord with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, blessed is he who hides in him. Oh, fear the Lord. 
saints. He'll give you everything. He'll give you everything. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, come exalt His name together. Glorify the Lord with me. Oh, come exalt His name forever. Oh, magnify, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, come exalt his name oh, together oh, glorify the Lord with me oh come exalt his name forever oh magnify magnify the Lord with me come exalt name. Oh, come exalt His name. Oh, together, oh, glorify the Lord with me. Oh, come exalt His name forever. You're dismissed. And see that the Lord is good. You're dismissed tonight. Oh, blessed is He.